Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Snap Out of It Radio Network. Hear all our great shows across the world. Join our community at snapoutofitradionetwork.com. So wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi, everyone, and I'm Mel, and welcome to another Empowered Love radio show. So welcome to all of the listeners, and please know with these shows, you don't have to listen to them live, and you can actually go through any of the archive shows, which are on my website, which is MelanieToniaEvans.com, and if you go to the radio link, you will see a whole list of shows, and a lot of them once a month are narcissistic central shows, but there's also two, many other shows on lots of empowerment and relationship topics that can really help your healing process. So today the show is a Narcissistic Central show and this show was actually inspired by a lovely client of mine named Anne who's uh, done some amazing work of recovery from narcissistic abuse and, and he was saying to me, I'd really love you to do an article or a show or something about why the narcissist doesn't want you to be happy and about pathological envy. So I thought, great. Terrific. I really would love to do a show about this. So that's what this show is going to be about today. So the details of this show are, in this show I'm going to explain some of the most major differences between a relationship that can be healthy and a narcissistic relationship. So in this show you're going to learn about pathological envy and how this permeates a relationship with a narcissist and how it affects your life with him and her. So in this show, you're going to discover why and how the narcissist is threatened by you being happy, successful, and fulfilled, and why you cannot have support, encouragement, and healthy co-creation with a narcissist. So this, you will relate to this. People that are with narcissists, you will absolutely relate to this. And it's really important to know the difference between potentially healthy relationships or a relationship that is already healthy and one that you're playing out with a narcissist in relation to envy and somebody being happy for you or not being happy for you. Because the thing is, when you're in a relationship with a narcissist, you get so tied up in the insanity and the projections and the problems and the fights and the energy that it's really hard to know what is normal and what isn't normal because... Sadly, we get used to it. 
it's a dynamic that we may have been playing out for so long that we've absorbed it through our life experience and we really don't know the difference. And this is a crucial difference and it's a really big highlight that can tell you whether or not your relationship is healthy or whether or not it can become healthy and what your rights are within a relationship. The truth is about a healthy relationship or the goal for a relationship is people that genuinely love and have the ability to have empathy, compassion, uh, connection, a sense of a oneness with others without separation, want people that they love to be happy. That's one of the hugest highlights of a love relationship. We know that when we love our children, we love seeing them happy, we love to see them achieve, we love to see them fulfilled if we're a healthy parent. That's one of the baseline requirements of love. Now, in relationships, it is a baseline requirement. It is love is about wanting somebody else to be happy and to promote them. And a lot of people that do get with narcissistic individuals, you do have that level of compassion and empathy and oneness and love yourself. You want your partner to be happy. You want to see them glow. You want to see them shine. Now, with a narcissist, he or she does not want that. And you really need to understand why and you need to understand how that plays out and you can understand how that obviously is going to make you feel, you know, when somebody is constantly clipping your wings and constantly trying to degrade you, demean you, hold you down and keep you unhappy, it's impossible to have a healthy relationship with a person that's playing that out with you. So I just want to have a look a bit at envy and jealousy because they can get a little bit confused and until we can sort of define what is healthy, what's not healthy, what is normal ranges of jealousy, what is pathological jealousy, what is pathological envy, it can all get really quite confusing. And we can also make excuses for other people and not really understand what our rights are as, in, as far as healthy treatment and how we're being treated. So just to define between jealousy and envy because we've all experienced it but we may not really quite understand what it is. They both absolutely come from feelings of insecurity. Okay, so jealousy refers to the fear of losing something that we have to another person. Envy refers to wishing we had something that another person has. So when we apply these emotional states to love relationships, we can start to understand a jealous individual may fear, the most common aspect of jealousy is we may fear that our partner could leave us for another mate or that they may actually uh, commit an act of infidelity. That would be a normal jealous feeling that anybody could experience in a relationship. And really, that's pretty normal. Of course, there are levels of that that are unhealthy, but it is a really normal human emotion. And the reality is it would be a very rare human being not to ever have a pain of jealousy. So we can understand that that's quite normal. Now, if we go into unhealthy levels of jealousy, which analysis can play out, is that obsessive control that that person is playing out, which is about monitoring your every move. It may be about 
going through um, your, your items and your articles and checking up on you and doing all sorts of things that we know just are not healthy ways to operate. Now, if we're actually, and we find that we start playing this out with the narcissist because one of the interesting things about jealousy is generally rule of thumb is the most jealous people, controlling jealous people, are usually the people that are actually very capable of committing acts that are of infidelity. So we may end up playing that out with the narcissist and we know that when we're checking phones, when we're checking messages, when we're checking emails, when we're, you know, when we're really triggered off and we're really feeling insecure, it may be because we know we're with an adulterer or we suspect we're with an adulterer and there's certain things that just don't add up and just don't make sense, etc., etc. Now a lot of people that have played out the other end of pathological jealousy Mind you, if you're going to those levels and you are totally focused on what the narcissist is or isn't doing, you have stepped over into pathological jealousy, which is unhealthy jealousy. Now, there may be very, very good reasons for it, but then you've got to really look at and you've got to assess why am I with a person that I feel so insecure about? What is going on here? Because if there are chances that that is actually playing out, you know, none of us should be with a person that we are feeling so insecure and unsafe with and you may be unsafe and that's why you've stepped into those obsessive levels of jealousy because you do feel unsafe. And what happens is if you're with an unsafe person, if you can own your jealousy and if you can say, I'm having an insecure moment, I'm having a fear about this, could we please talk about this? somebody is not supporting you, if the answer doesn't feel right, if they're not empathetic and understanding that it's really normal to have a jealousy trigger or a moment and they're not validating you on that and giving you answers that feel safe and supportive, well then they're not supporting you and you're not actually getting the support and the healing if they're putting it all back on you and they're blaming and they're projecting back, well then that's not a healthy dynamic and this could be a narcissist or a non-narcissist, but work and healing needs to happen for both people so that you can both feel safe and supported in a relationship because feeling safe is everything. It's so, so important. But, you know, with a narcissist, if he's playing out both the things, um, either way, he may be pathologically jealous towards you and a lot of people that are with narcissists have high levels of integrity, have got no... Uh, interest in searching out our partners or playing up or doing the wrong thing. In fact, high, high over-functioning codependence is generally the type of person that does end up in a narcissistic relationship generally really holds up integrity like a badge. You know, I would never do that. I would never. And we're always trying to win from narcissists the understanding of know my integrity, believe my integrity and it's a fruitless task to try and prove to a narcissist that you have high levels of integrity when a narcissist is projecting onto you his or her own levels of low integrity and making out it's you that does all the things that the narcissist does. So you need to get clear about that. But when we look at envy, envy is another completely different thing. In my belief, 
jealousy can be a very normal human emotion and it can be, of course, it can be unhealthy and uh, ideally none of us would ever have it, but it's a very, very normal thing to have. But it's just that it needs to be dealt with healthily. Whereas we can look at envy and envy, I believe, is a completely different issue altogether and envy is something that does permeate a narcissist being Envy is a very, very unhealthy state and envy is a product of ego because envy, if we just go back over what envy is about, envy is referring to wishing we had something that another person has. So if we have a look at the Wikipedia definition for envy, Wikipedia defines envy as an emotion that occurs when a person lacks another's superiority quality, achievement or possession and either desires it or wishes that the other lacks it. So this is a very big competitive, this isn't just a fear of loss, this is a very competitive me versus you thing. It's a product of ego and we know that the model of narcissism is false self, it's egoic living. It's a disconnection from source energy, a disconnection from one's own soul, which is a peace and a whole. The narcissist is none of those things. The narcissist is very much set up where he or she is so disconnected from their soul and their own source of well-being and good feelings that they're pitting themselves against life. Now, if we get stuck in comparing we know we're in egoic function because the reality is there is always going to be somebody in life that may be looking, got more money, got more success and be more at peace than we are. It's not comparative, really, because we're never going to be the best. We're not here to be the best. We're just here to peace and feel fulfilled and be at one with ourselves and at one with life. And that's never about comparing. You know, soul and well-being is about oneness. It's about connection. It's about being able to feel somebody else's accomplishment, happiness or success as our own and to get that beautiful, warm, full feeling and, and very much all the spiritual manifestation masters have always said that when you can sense and feel another person's accomplishment, love and success as your own, you become that energy. We're all connected on the atomic level, on, on the, the wave, on the wave function length level, we are all one, we're all connected. And if we feel it as our own, we also lift and vibrate up into when we become that energy. And then we're more likely to create it and attract it and bring it into our life. And the thing is with narcissists, they don't have the ability to feel connection at that level. So what they actually feel it as is envy, is you have this and I don't. And then what that highlights to the narcissist is his or her internal pain or rage, which is really about self, but which obviously gets projected out and directed at others in order to maintain a false self, 
which is a grandiose version of self that isn't real, that the narcissist doesn't feel is real, to protect that, it has to be somebody else's fault that I don't have this. So this is why narcissists blame you for everything. And this is why also, too, that they feel intense pain when you are happy, when you are achieving, when you have satisfying relationships with other people, when you get joy and energy and bliss out of a personal mission or a personal hobby, the narcissist is very, very threatened because it shows up to them what they don't have. And that's the energy that they start going into is that. So many people at times can feel envious. And we can understand them when we become conscious beings and we become spiritual beings and we understand the energetic laws of life. And this was a big one for me when realizing energetic laws of life is I caught myself being envious about somebody or something that I would turn that into the bliss of feeling the joy for them because I know how much that raised my vibration and my consciousness into becoming emulating that person. So if we can turn envy into emulating and understanding that if we feel a vibration is real for ourselves, then we start creating it. The feeling knowing must precede the creation always. We can't actually create what we want from an empty, envious state. Now, it may look to the outside world that narcissists do because they just go about grabbing and intimidating and manipulating and forcing and controlling and getting what they want. You know, there was even a post on um, the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Central Facebook page, I think it was yesterday, that, well, okay, if we're talking about law of attraction, why do narcissists get what they want? Now, okay, scratch the surface and you will see they don't. Okay, they may get the car, they may get the house, they may get the girl, they may get... But none of it's real. It's all illusion. It's all a house of cards. It could all fall over at the moment and often it does. A lot of narcissists get rich, go bankrupt, get rich, go bankrupt. And there's this perpetual state of flux in life where things don't hold, they don't stay consistent. You know, relationships don't work out. And even if you've got the submissive wife or husband that's at home keeping the coal fire burning while the narcissist is going out and getting supply, the narcissist isn't happy with that. Never is happy. Never is at peace. Never is solid. Because this stuff is not real. It's not real. It's only props to prop up false self. So you would never want to be a narcissist no matter how much you get because it's that saying of, no matter what I get, I'm never happy. And that's just a horrible place to be in. And that's why narcissists all end up at the end of the road no matter how much they've accumulated. Often they lose everything. They really, really do and they lose any genuine connection in their life because they're not capable of sustaining them, but they end up empty, lonely, tormented with nowhere to go but to face the reality that they've never created a true self and everything in their life, no matter what they fought for, controlled, manipulated, or the damage they created, they never ended up happy. So none of that stuff's real. So 
it's really important to have a look at your own levels of envy and to understand the law of attraction and understand what it is that you really do want to create in your life so that you don't have to live a life like that, so that you can actually be fulfilled and happy for others. Because the interesting thing about anything that we want in our life, if we can actually feel fulfilled and happy, we're happy. We always thought stuff was needed to make us happy. It's actually not and the interesting thing is, like the narcissist, if we're using stuff in order to get happy, we're never going to be authentically happy. But we can be authentically happy and then we can attract stuff to add icing onto our cake. Not because we need it, just because that's a greater expression of us expanding without already happiness fulfillment. But it is a complete illusion that stuff makes you happy. It's even a complete illusion that somebody else can make you happy. That's inner fulfillment, that stuff. That's connection to your soul. That's that spiritual, energetic part of yourself that is in self-love, self-acceptance, self-approval and in acceptance in life. And that's the place to be. The narcissist can't be in that place. So Sam Batkin, who is a fascinating individual, Sam Batkin, for those of you that don't know him, and look him up and look stuff up, he's very, very good, Sam Batkin is a self-proclaimed high-level narcissist. This is what makes him pretty fascinating. Now, the cool thing about Sam Batkin is, is he puts out a lot of information, a lot of understanding at the deep inner mechanics of a narcissist. And I believe they're very, very accurate. Now, Sam is also very honest in saying, well, this is great. This gives me narcissistic supply. And we know that that's the drug that narcissists need. So that's why he does what he does. But Sam put forth this beautiful paragraph which really sums it up about pathological envy. So he describes that a compounded emotion, it is brought on by the realization of some lack, deficiency or inadequacy in oneself. It is the result of unfavorably comparing oneself to others, to their success, their reputation, their possessions, their luck and their qualities. It is misery and humiliation and impotent rage and a torturous, slippery path to nowhere. The effort to break the pattern walls of this self-visited purgatory often leads to attacks on the perceived source of frustration. So what he's saying is that this inner rage and agony and misery of not being able to be happy, not being able to have genuine friendships, not being able to feel at peace and at one, the narcissist projects that rage onto that person who is capable of feeling those things. Now, narcissists go for light. And if you haven't, go back to uh, my radio show. I don't actually have the date in front of me, but you can see it in archives, Why Narcissists Go After Light. Narcissists know they don't have a source of their own good feelings. So what they actually do is they seek out people to steal light from to try and sustain their life force. So they go after those things. So they are likely to partner up with people that definitely are not in true self-function in that they don't know their boundary functions and they don't have this self-approval, self-love and self-recognition right. Okay, They go for the codependent inclined person that they can violate boundaries. But this person is a good person. 
this person knows how to feel genuine love and empathy and compassion and be a good person and have a good heart and get joy from that and get joy from connections and purpose and mission and things like that. So narcissists go for those people. And then what happens is the narcissist starts stealing and taking energy by force, intimidation, charm, manipulation, guilt trips, gaslighting, all the things that narcissists do. But what happens is the narcissist, when they recognize that light in another that they can't have themselves, that triggers off pathological envy. So the narcissist can't bear it, can't stand it. Once it's interesting because I remember with my ex-narcissistic partner that I had my high-level experience in that led to all of this. You know, I used to say to him, it's the things you love about me that hate me the most. Now, this was before I had no idea what was going on, but to me it was really, really obvious because when we first got together, he loved the fact that I had energy, loved the fact that I helped people, he loved the fact that, you know, all these things about me, he loved the fact that I was a goer, that I was good at what I did, that I was business-minded, that I was capable, all of those things. He, he loved that, or so it seemed, you know, and that was the light that he was attracted to taking but then what happened is as soon as I was hooked and as soon as I was enmeshed, as we all were, and, you know, I'm in this state of this illusion of him being the perfect partner, you know, he was able to relax from hooking me because I was there, and then the pathological envy came through. And it took me by surprise. I'd never seen anything at that level before. And... As we all know, that when we're with narcissistic individuals and we haven't known what's going on, we're completely blindsided. And then, you know, like the over-functioning codependent, and I'm a fighter, you know, I fight for my rights, but I used to fight in all the wrong ways, you know, I would be lashing back at these incredible, insane versions of pathological envy that I just couldn't fathom. So... You know, I, I'm arguing for justice and normality and for decency, normal human components that I thought everybody had because I didn't understand the narcissistic model. And these were some of the big hooks that kept me hooked into the relationship with this sort of behavior and this sort of stuff. Now, and I remember one incident which um, a lot of you will relate to because you've probably had similar experiences was... Um, I was doing a talk with a particular um, line of business that I was doing at the time and it was about self-development and I was doing a talk to a group and I was really in my energy and in my mojo and I could feel the group really vibrating with me and it, you know, it was a wonderful experience for me and he was watching and we got in the car and we left that experience and I wrote about this in my book, Breaking the Chains of Painful Love and amongst so many other things, but he attacked me in the car. He, he like, came out with this rampage of, who the F do you think you are? Get a load of the Melanie Sharpie. And just, you know, really unleashed his pathological envy on me. And I was just, yeah, as you could imagine, not understanding where it was coming from or who he really was or what was going on, you know, I was incensed about that, and I think I argued with him for that for about a week, you know, until he told me what I needed to hear, and, you know, I felt like I was lecturing this five-year-old for a week about normal human behavior, blah, 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 
you know, so that was a standout incident. But of course, there was tons of incidences constantly, and I didn't realize what was going on. I didn't realize pathological envy and how it works with narcissists. And since working with thousands of clients, literally, you know, I get hundreds of emails every day. I do personal healings virtually every day. I work with people on the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program. You know, my life is inundated with these stories on how the narcissist does not want you to be happy. So this is a consistent thing. This is a consistent big, big sign of a narcissistic relationship. And initially, you know, when the narcissist comes into your life and hooks you up a supply, you honestly believe that this man or woman is so happy for you to be happy. They want to grant you everything to make you happy. And when you're happy, they're glowing. We don't realize that really all of that is not real. But when the telltale signs start coming through, we understand that it is about pathological envy. So if we were to have a look at some signs of pathological envy, okay, being uncomfortable or moody when you give praise or attention. Now, you will find this with a pathological, pathologically envious person. It may not be you, but because you're the partner, it's going to be very, very likely to happen. But it may not even be you. A narcissist in a situation where somebody else is getting a claim or they're getting praise or they're the limelight, the narcissist is going to start feeling really uneasy. They're either going to have to burst in and take over the show or they're going to get moody, dark and detached. And they may even have to leave the scene because they can't stand it. If not the center of attention, the narcissist will often discredit the experience and leave the scene. There's no doubt about it. The narcissist is going to discredit your ideas, your interests, and your friendships. The narcissist is, can either get totally depressed if you're happy and energized or be incensed into a rage over it. The narcissist is going to get depressed if you're successful and is going to start trying to sabotage your success because the narcissist is not going to be able to deal with it. And we know why. The narcissist is quite capable of creating arguments if you're successful. Is going to very much prescribe what is or isn't right for your life to try and diminish you, hold you back, and stop you expanding. The, the narcissist is going to take it very, very personally if they're not consulted about something. So if you go forth and start creating success or expansion in your life, the narcissist is going to, if, if he or she feels left out, mind you, the, her or him getting involved in your life in that level is going to be to discredit you, hold you back or sabotage you. But if they're not consulted and able to do that, they're going to get enraged often. Intense anger, when not utilized for projects, and which is really, really interesting. I remember some um, aspects that used to go on with me and my ex-partner was that he would not do things for me. He would promise he would, I'd ask him to, and he would sidetrack it, not do it, sabotage experience. So he would not do anything to help me. Then what would happen is I would go to other sources to get help for the things he would not help me for. And then... He would absolutely rage about me not accepting his help. So, 
you can understand that one. It's absolutely mind-bending. A lot of you listening will have gone through that. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. And it just doesn't work. So also, too, we know that narcissists are big on smear campaigns. That's a huge pathological envy. Massively, that's where that comes from, is that emptiness and self-rage at self you were in their space, you were part of their existence, they hate, cannot stand that you may have any good resources, feel healthy, feel happy, have good connections with people. So they have to smear you. They have to undermine your reputation, they have to undermine your interests, they have to undermine your work, they have to undermine your friendships. That's all coming off pathological envy. I hope you can understand this. They have to use gaslighting or abuse to undermine your self-esteem because your self-esteem, your light, your confidence, your happiness are aspects about you that the narcissist cannot bear to view because they know that they don't authentically have those resources for themselves. That's why they have to tear you down. And then, of course, the ultimate trick in all of it is that even if you cotton on to this and you start calling it, you are doing this because you feel like this, they're going to actually spin it all back around and then they're going to imagine and declare that you're the person doing the undermining, discrediting to themselves. So they're going to accuse you of everything they do and that's just what narcissists do. That's what false selves do. False selves take no responsibility or accountability for behavior. It's So the very behavior that they're doing, it's your fault. It has to be your fault. That's what false selves do. And it's actually really interesting because Sam Batkin actually talks about the split and he's a narcissist. He describes how he behaves and operates. It's fascinating. And he actually says that the narcissist is so split it's like they're not in their body. It's like they're observing somebody else doing that behavior and it's not even them. They can't even connect to it's them doing it. Now, logically, they know they can't blame a ghost. So they have to project it somewhere. They have to blame somewhere else. So you're the one that's going to get the blame for it. So, you know, this is a really good understanding. I hope you get it. I hope you really get I really hope you get, you know, the spiritual connotation of this that it is about emptiness, it's about not being disconnected, it's about being disconnected from source and soul and truth and your own fullness and your own well-being and the realizing that you are an emotional creator. You know, it's pathological envy is the ultimate, I have to get my energy from the outside, I can't do it myself and because I can't do it myself, I'm really unhappy and rageful and angry and, and disjointed about all of that. So anybody else that has that I don't have, you know, I've got to rip them down. I can't let them be happy. I can't absorb and move into that happiness and claim it as my own. It's them versus me. I, I'm disconnected from that person. So they're the enemy. I have to see them as the enemy. So this is what pathological envy is all about. And you really do need to know that healthy relationships, even people that aren't fully conscious or evolved, but 
do have a connection to the soul and do have a connection to love and oneness and connection and do want to be authentic love, they're going to be happy for you. If they're emptiness, then they're not happy for you. So stop trying to stay hooked in a relationship where people, it's really obvious, they're not happy for you. They don't want you to be happy. They're constantly undermining you, holding you back, limiting you, degrading, demeaning your experience of anything that brings you happiness, you are with a narcissist. And it is a serious, serious problem. And I'm going to be really frank. Somebody who is operating like that has got no hope of being a healthy partner for you. That is a serious, serious soul problem and issue that the only way that person, if if they were ever going to heal that, they need everybody they treat like that to disconnect from them, stop playing, stop participating with them until they were left alone to take some responsibility. Now, unfortunately, with narcissists, we don't have enough of a movement happening for that to happen because people will get hooked up with them. People will play out their unhealed parts with narcissists and try to hang on and try and change them and try to fix them and try to make the narcissist responsible for your own well-being. And the narcissist is not responsible for your well-being. You are. So if you are with somebody that is pathologically envious, you are really signing up for more of the same and you're signing up for being punished. And then we have to look at why am I punishing myself? What are my unhealed parts keeping me in this game of trying to get this person to provide me with support, co-creation, promotion and wanting to be happy for me when they just don't have the resources? So I really, really hope that helps. And just before I finish this show, an announcement that the second video went out last week. So if you haven't seen my videos in regard to narcissistic abuse, so it's how the phenomenon of narcissistic abuse occurs and how you can heal it. You can go to uh, my latest blogs. You can have a look at the videos. I'd really like you to watch them because it's going to give you a deeper vibrational, energetic, emotional understanding of narcissistic abuse. And not next week, but the week after, the third video with the solutions is going to be released. So that's really going to let you know how you can recover from what's been going on with you. So make sure that uh, that you subscribe to New Life Newsletter if you're not already. And you can see that on my website. You can see that on my blogs. And you can see it on the radio page. If you go to my radio page, it's all over my website, so subscribe to that. You'll get two free e-books with that. And all of it is a completely free subscription. And you can, uh, and it's non-obligation whatsoever. But it's going to hook you up with being able to get to this third video, see the other two videos, and really understand what's going on. So that with things like pathological envy and all of those things that are really soul-destroying, and how painful is it to be with a partner that actually wants you to suffer, that doesn't want you to be happy and doesn't want you to be well. You know, when we look at that logically, that's insanity. That's not where we should be. And when we look at it emotionally, we need to heal the parts of us that are hanging in there and copying that abuse. 
so that we can pull back and honor ourselves and emotionally be aligned with creating the truth of how we want to live our life. So that's it for me. So thank you for listening to the show. And I hope it's helped. You can post any comments that you have or questions um, on Facebook about this or you can email me about the show. But that's it from me. So uh, lots of love, everybody, and have a great day. Okay, bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.